Ernestine, tell us the story of your name. Ernestine means earnest, honest. And um, obviously you don't know <laughs> this when you get your baby, uh, whether this is part of the personality. But I think it's quite fitting because um, in everything I do, I try to be quite honest and earnest. Sometimes maybe a bit tough uh, because of that, <laughs> the tough love. Um, so I think it uh, suits me. It's a bit uh, traditional, it's a bit old school in the Netherlands. So I've been, uh, uh, as I was younger, I didn't like it so much, but uh, now I actually uh, appreciate it. Welcome to the Creative Leadership Podcast. My name is Rod. And my name is Mark. Today on the show, we interview Ernestine Eidenberg, a social entrepreneur and lawyer, about finding new paths and renewal. How would you introduce yourself? Yeah, that's also a difficult question um, because I have both a, I was trained as a lawyer and as a designer, an interior designer and also a fashion degree. So I um, move uh, between these two identities or fields and um, I often say I have a, a schizophrenic <laughs> career or a, uh, later in life I learned this, this can also be called a portfolio career. Um, so, um, as in society, often what you do as a job very much defines your identity or is defined as your identity. You try to find uh, what it is. Um, but for me, it's difficult. And I, I actually um, started to appreciate that I basically every three years I do something else in life. I... Uh, mix up where I live, uh, what I do uh, as, a, as a job, um, who I spend my time with. And so um, I think um, that I don't know how to capture that in, uh, in an identity, but it does uh, describe very much uh, who I am. And then I'm every, every three, four years, I reinvent myself or uh, what I want to spend my time uh, on. And what does your business card say right now? Uh, I have um, uh, multiple business cards. <laughs> One says I'm a lawyer, and the other says that I help entrepreneurs realize growth, which is more my uh, business consulting uh, part, which obviously is clear, uh, close to um, uh, being a lawyer, so being a consultant or others. And uh, one I'm tra transitioning into right now is entrepreneur, um, because um, I'm looking into... Um, uh, building a company that um, reinvents elderly care um, in the Netherlands and maybe after also in other parts of the world. So um, different business cards for different hats. Mm -hmm. and I... Why do you do what you do? And I'd like to hear three short bullet pointed reasons. Right, I like to solve problems. I like to connect with other people and I like to build things. And this is where Rod and I get to pick one. Yeah. What do you think, Rod? <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of connecting with other people, so that struck me as something interesting uh, to, to ask about. Absolutely. So why connecting? I think it's the, the, the key uh, of what drives people and what also drives um, growth or development, innovation, uh, what's important in society. Um, I think there is a lack uh, of that uh, in our society that I, that I live in here in the Netherlands. Um, so I, and I think it, it's, it's what makes you, uh, you know, which, which really 
uh, motivates you to do things. And um, uh, so if I can, and I do that both in my personal life and in my professional life, I, I try to either connect myself with as many people as I can, but also to put other people in touch with each other so they can connect and, and build off of each other or build new exciting things. And that's really, really what, what just gives so much energy and is so exciting. So I think if you can somehow incorporate that in what you do, it, it gives you a lot of energy to keep going on what you're doing. Can you give an example or, or a tip on how, how to connect with someone? Yeah, I think it, my class will, uh, <laughs> will laugh about me. I, I'm often, in, in all, all my roles in my life, I'm often the, the sort of the, the, um, the leader of the group or the, the, um, even in my university uh, groups, I was always the, the, the president and, you know, trying to get, keep everybody together in this, in my think class, I was always, uh, uh, or people were, um, uh, I guess, looking for me for what to do in Amsterdam and how to, uh, to uh, enjoy uh, the city. And it's, it's a role that I, that I like and that I, you know, I think it's important. But I think what, what, um, what I'm most um, happy with that I did, and, and I have left it for a while, but I'm, I'm planning on doing it again, is that I organized dinners at my home where I cook and I invite uh, six people. I actually invite three of my friends that I know but don't know each other, preferably, and uh, they bring someone that I don't know. So basically we are sort of uh, seven or eight random people at the table. Everybody knows at least one person at the table, but definitely not everybody. And these, and then, you know, there's no program. There's just good food and drinks. And um, all of these uh, nights have been really, really inspiring and amazing because uh, it's unexpected for the people at the table. There's new connections. Um, uh, they are grateful for having an amazing night and being cared for. And, um, and that's um, something that I uh, feel that when we are very busy in our lives, you miss these sort of new connections, new uh, talks, inspirations, um, inspirational nights. And um, so uh, I took a little bit of a break, but this is something that I'm uh, reinforcing again. So you're starting this new endeavor yes. on uh, elderly care. And I think about, uh, we often talk about what we call the bipolar focus, having a clear long-term vision and then iterating your work and way towards that vision. So what is your long-term vision? And then what are the experiments you're running right now? Well, it's very early stages because um, we are uh, phasing out of our old uh, business and into the new. Um, but our vision for or what it drives us is this idea that um, uh, instead of an elderly home being the place where you least want to end up and where uh, your family tries to keep you away from as long as possible, is the place where you actually want to go. And it should be the heart of the community. It should be something that uh, is not somewhere, somewhere outside of the city or outside of the community and the elderly people are sort of locked up and this is a place that everybody tries to avoid as much as possible. But it's the place that you want to go if even, uh, so if you, if you are uh, in need of some extra care, but also the, 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 the community, uh, the, the, the grandchildren would love to run to, to this place. Uh, and it should be very open and connected. So it's more of a, we see it more as a, as a new way of living uh, and, and, um, and, and also connecting with society and with people around. 
Um, and so there should be a very good restaurant that also the you and I want to go to, even if not our parents are in this house. Uh, and there may be um, a yoga studio that is needed or that is used by the elderly for their uh, morning exercises, but is also open for the neighborhood to use. And so um, maybe there's also a daycare there. So it's really a sort of a place where uh, where where society comes together and where we um, work with um, or, or trying to um, include the clients um, in what they can do instead of you know uh, putting them in in sort of standardized uh, patterns and um, and rhythm. So. Um, that's the vision. Uh, we are really in the very early stages. Actually, I'm using our uh, our Think uh, book, uh, and I think we are maybe on uh, page ten or twelve or something. Because at this moment, we are um, uh, we're really doing the the sensing and the research phase. So we're talking to as many people as possible in this industry because we realize it's something that comes from our gut and it's something that we really feel like um, uh, there is a lot of opportunity and, and need for improvement, but we haven't understood what is the problem and why do uh, why do a lot of people feel like something needs to be done, but we don't understand the industry because both my business partner and I uh, do not come from this industry. So the phase is that to to just talk to as many people, um, research, uh, sense um, to understand what is the problem and then see if this visionary solution that we have is the solution to the actual problem. So probably there will be a lot of pivoting going on um, from the conversations that we had so far. Uh, <laughs> we might end up doing something completely different. How did you... With kids or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> How did you end up uh, getting to uh, this particular subject? What was your path to discovering um, this this thing with the elderly. Yeah, I think um, so. I, it's been two years since I did the Think uh, 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 Executive Leadership Program, and um, I already during the program thought probably it's going to take another two or three years before I fully understand how this impacts me or what I learned from it. And um, I had just quit uh, most of the things that I was doing before I started the, the program. Uh, and originally trained as a lawyer, um, it's an easy way to to keep yourself busy, to make some money during the program and in between the, the modules. And uh, not necessarily something that I was longing to do, but a good way to um, to keep myself busy. And um, and this was getting more and more. And um, so I, I had recently been in touch with my current business partner who was in a similar situation. And he said, yeah, I also get all these legal questions. And why don't we sit together and 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 deal with them and um, and and partner? And we said, okay, fine. But we have two main um, uh, agreements here. One is we have an open business relationship, which means that both of us uh, can also do other projects because that was actually what we were sort of um, uh, looking for, both of us in our professional lives. And the other is that we're not going to build this traditional law firm. So we really look into innovation and technology and how to empower our clients to do more themselves and everything like that with the hopes of, you know, building something new, finding something that we wanted to build our own company and not necessarily together at that time. Um, we basically got so much work from the start that then both of these <laughs> or these two agreements didn't last because we didn't have any time to do anything else and soon we started hiring people because we had so much work that we couldn't uh, deal with ourselves and at the beginning of this year 
um, every year, actually at the beginning of the year and, and, and halfway through the year, we sort of uh, sit together and um, uh, look at how are things going and what did we set out to do this year and do we enjoy what we're doing still. And uh, we have a rating system for the work that we do. And, um, and uh, uh, we realize that uh, we have a, um, are very fond of our clients and we um, are, are happy with um, uh, the way we can work. But actually, the, 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 um, the content that we are working on every on a day-to-day is not exciting anymore. After a couple of years doing this, and my partner has been in the legal industry for 20 years, um, both of us are more builders and entrepreneurs. We said, okay, we want to do something that is more of an entrepreneurial um, approach and also that something that does uh, more for society. And then we started um, talking about, okay, what are societal topics that we feel um, um, need uh, addressing? And um, uh, and I think from the back of our minds, we we knew it was going towards this direction. But for the sake of uh, of, of the exercise, we looked into other industries as well. Uh, and elderly care um, is something that both uh, my business partner and me have experienced with over the last years with aging uh, parents uh, that um, are in need of a lot of care. So you 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 start understanding um, you know this world better and uh, and the needs uh, that are there. And, and the what was the frustration that was being built the, up with yeah. you? Or- the frustration is that you feel uh, that it can be done so much better and you don't understand why that's impossible. And as Boz, my business partner, puts it, there, there's a lot of industries where, pe- where people enter with uh, the best intentions, with a lot of energy, uh, really, you know, caring for, for, uh, for, for the other. And then within two years, they, they, they come out completely frustrated, burned out and, and you know, lack of, of uh, commitment or, or belief in this, uh, in this industry. And these are often industries that are very needed in society, like uh, care, um, healthcare, uh, education, also the police system, for example. Uh, so we were, yeah, that, that, the, the idea that, and that what drives that uh, frustration is the, uh, the lack of um, of um, uh, opportunity and basically the um, uh, yeah the, the 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 potential that floods away from uh, uh, both the in this case uh, the caretaker but also the the person being taken care of that often the industry works in a way that um, uh, neither is being uh, being able to um, to use every uh, everything they got in the right way, but they're being standardized in routines, and that that and that just all the potential of of um, of quality floods away. And uh, and for me, on the other hand, it started I guess when my mother was going uh, a lot through to the hospitals, and she uh, was uh, diagnosed with um, uh, pancreas cancer. So what you eat is very important. And she's in the hospital and uh, and just all the food that was there is so terrible and you just don't get it. Like, how can, how are we in this place to make people better? But then uh, on so many levels, you know, that's not, uh, um, yeah, in my opinion, not taken care of in the right way. So that, that's what really sowed the seed for me thinking, you know, this, this is such an important industry and such an important uh, environment to do right. Not saying that everybody that's in it at the moment is is doing it in a wrong way, but just how can we improve it and, and really make it better?
what's the biggest change that you've made? Um, I think in leadership, uh, you, I'm actually in the middle of a, a sort of a, a, a coaching situation where um, a report was written about the organization that I'm helping, and and uh, and it's the, the traditional um, um, uh, um, problems that you face with uh, leadership in an organization that sort of grows by you know also again people that have all best interest at heart when they start, but just by you know. Um, business taking over, other things taking over, and not having the opportunity to really stand still about, you know, what is leadership and how do we do this? And um, um, so I, what I learned most is that it's, uh, it starts with, with you, you know, if, you, if you're not in tune with yourself and if you're not, um, uh, yeah, uh, if you cannot be true to yourself, it's very difficult to be a good leader because that means that, you know, whatever is happening in your organization is is filtered, uh, I think, through, you know, it has a wrong filter. And uh, and maybe you, you there's a lot of personal stuff standing in between, you know, the good communications or, or, or experimenting with new leadership styles. Um, I think a lot is happening at the moment. I, I just watched uh, uh, another a presentation by um, Frederick Laloux of Reinventing Organizations, and uh, I'm very much inspired by that. I remember one in, someone in my class working at one of the big banks in the Netherlands uh, being so inspired by the book two years ago during our uh, class that he basically sort of reinvented his whole team in such a way that he he um, made himself redundant, which I also thought was quite um, impressive, especially working in such a traditional corporate organization. So one that's on the on the leadership part, and on the on the innovation part, um, I think mostly um, to to and that's I'm not sure it it comes from think and also all the work that I did after with a lot of startups. It comes from not pushing your solution to a problem that you haven't established. That's why we are also in this extensive phase of researching now because often you feel so fond of your own solution that you forget to sort of investigate whether the problem is actually there uh, and needs solving. And uh, I think true innovation comes from, from really listening to what is the actual problem instead of driving a solution that you, you, are, you, know, you care about. Or what's a failure that you made where you almost are proud of? Uh, I don't know if they're failures. They 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 work. I they may be felt as failures, but as I said before, I I um, I have now about a, what is it, fourteen year career or something, and uh, I I sort of um, switched into uh, different industries and in different places uh, for four or five times. So. Uh, and not always on my own account. Sometimes I'm my own account, and sometimes not on my own account. And um, and when you make this um, big switch, it often also feels like failure. Or it can feel as failure, or it's not being successful in one place, maybe, or um, especially if it's not your own doing uh, that you uh, that you have to reinvent yourself. And what do you learn from that? If it it's perceived as a failure because you can't go into one direction and have to go in another. What did you learn from that? Well, uh, especially since I've done it a couple of times now. So in the beginning, I think I was very much more fearful of it and um, uh, and not embracing it. And I've learned to basically embrace it. And I've learned that because I know now from experience that it'll be fine, right? So 
Um, I've built up a lot of resilience. Resilience was the theme of the festival, I think, last uh, last year. And I felt like uh, now also I actually actively pull the plug on a successful business because I'm I've learned to um, to trust that uh, I will find a way. So the, the 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 trust not necessarily comes from the failure, but from the process after and doing it over and over again. And um, it's almost uh, <laughs> almost starts to get exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, well, as I said, at the, at the time, reinventing organizations is, is quite uh, high on my list, and I recommend everybody to, to look into it. Um, and the other thing um, uh, that is more and more, and it probably has to do with, uh, with getting older, but is, uh, is connecting with nature and, and sort of being, like having, my life is also quite hectic and always uh, I run or am involved in, in a 10 projects at the time. And I think you can uh, deal with that and manage all these different hats and different projects uh, if you if you have if you find stillness and if you have time to sort of you know recharge. And for me, and I think for a lot of people, uh, nature is a is a is a is a very good place to do that. Um, so um, yeah, uh, that that I would recommend you know taking care of yourself um, if you if you are a leader. Um, and, uh, and, and doing that by, by um, uh, finding a way to recharge and, and, and be still. And how do you do it? What is it? Do you have any particular habits like, like going into nature? Yeah, I, I try. I, I, really, I really feel my body's urging sometimes when it's, it's been too long. Um, I'm blessed with the fact that my parents have a small uh, holiday uh, home in, in the Ardennes in Belgium, which is, uh, and it's literally surrounded by nothing but trees. And so I, I really, this is a very interesting process that comes up that uh, at some point I think, oh, I should be going there again, I should be going there again. And then always I bring a ton of work because I am, I'm way behind in a lot of work. So I think, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm not uh, distracted by anyone. And as soon as I sort of drive into this little village with 20 houses and nothing else, uh, I leave everything behind, and typically all the books and all the work that I brought is is uh, left untouched uh, when I uh, drive back. So, uh, and I, I'm from that process. I, I more actively look into where I spend my free time, uh, and um, uh, yeah, in which is in nature. And other than going into nature, are there any other routines or regular practices that you uh, would recommend to anyone else? Um, yeah, I'm a big, well, I'm, I'm very much a, a sort of to-do list uh, person, so I have uh, a lot of, I'm, I'm very organized in what I do, and I Is think... there are specific tools that you... Not so much, I'm not a, much of a tool person. Uh, I, I have a very clean inbox, so am I, it's very clear that what's in my inbox is what I, is my to-do list, what I need to do. I'm, I'm um, very sort of organized in, uh, in, in all that, and I realized that by having this structure in that side, it allows me to be very flexible in when things come, you know, differently. And does that mean that you do something at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day or at the end of the day? Yeah, so we, I always look into the week at the beginning of the week and we have, uh, we just also in, in my office, we sit together and discuss uh, the projects for the week. 
Um, I do, uh, you, you know, by, by we, we, you get in, in, into a certain routine as to what you do on what kind of days. Uh, it also has to do with exercise. It has to do with, I try, I can't do it every morning, but I try uh, to meditate in the morning, which really sets my, my focus for the day and to, um, to keep my journal and uh, do the intention setting. Also something that I started doing since think. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's, I think you only need a, 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 a couple of minor sort of routines. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, but if you just tune in to these little routines from time to time, that's sort of your backbone in, in managing flexibility. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. This was the Creative Leadership Podcast, and my name is Rod. And my name is Mark, and I want to thank everybody for listening.